It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm all right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Because I've still got a lot of fight left in me. It's a, a, an important line that Jim Jordan has pretty clearly crossed over. Um, and I think for two different reasons. The first is, based on the public reporting, Jim Jordan and perhaps Kevin McCarthy and others are essentially colluding with Donald Trump to intervene and interfere in an, for Congress to intervene and interfere in an ongoing investigation. Bam! Alvin Bragg sues Jim Jordan. Bam! Yeah. Bitches around and find out hi sean comiskey's here the baby's home chris is on vacation yes <laughs> um yeah this is fantastic news uh the manhattan district attorney sued representative jim jordan in an extraordinary step intended to keep congressional republicans from interfering in the uh, office's criminal case against donald trump good for him mm-hmm. uh in the filed in federal court in southern district of new york accuses mr jordan of a brazen and unconstitutional attack on the prosecution of Mr. Trump and a transparent campaign to intimidate and attack the district attorney. Lawyers for uh, Bragg are seeking to bar Mr. Jordan and his congressional allies from enforcing a subpoena sent to Mark Pomerantz, who was once leader of the DA's Trump investigation. Wrote a book about it last year. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Shut it down. Um, yes. I Shut her down. I got a kick out of it. I was laughing. I don't know if you saw this. I, I feel like you read this story differently than I did. Oh. Where the judge denied their... Um, their um, their request for um, a stay, yes, uh, of the the against the Pomerantz, um yes, uh, uh, yes, th- subpoena, right. And the judge's like, no, but we'll just fast track this and we'll get it done on the nineteenth. We want Jim Jordan here to answer right. questions, right? Um, also, here in what is not shocking news, overnight Trump moved to delay the April twenty fifth defamation trial in the lawsuit brought by E. Jean Carroll, yeah, claiming the charges brought by D. A. Bragg had created a media frenzy that would prejudice. Potential jurors. I see. So what he's saying is, I, my other I've done crimes. so much criming that the other criming is creating too much attention that might prejudice people in my next crime. Because they know I'm known right. for crime. So if you would stop, you know, criming, as we've said before, so we could just, you know, get you in the hole. We yeah. could just, uh, you know, we could just wrap Cut this whole chase. thing up. Too sweet. But thanks for, that's my, my favorite fantastic delay. Could you delay this? This crime? Because my other thing? crime is Because my other criming attention. is getting people all fired up they think i'm up to something are they going to try that every time like every every new indictment and arrest they're it's trying like you can't charge me people are too upset about the last crime i can't it's like gun violence we can't talk about gun violence because it's too political if we talk right. about it right after a shooting we right. can't talk about trump's crimes right after he's crimed right exactly do we didn't wait a little while till we all calm down from his last what he won't no he'll if he could at least crimes. slow the pace of his criming yeah right sean hi sean our body and Clyde, you know Locking your work over there? Are you no, okay? No. They're too small. I'm used to bigger dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They can't do much damage. They can handle them. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, okay. So clearly he is going to go for the insanity defense if you watched or saw any clips of the, the Tucker Carlson interview last Ooh, night. Boy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know Tucker always looks like he's just been hit in the head with, like, a plank, but... <laughs> Do you see the look on his face at the, I don't know what the last, the last, like, you know, thing Trump said at the end. Tucker just looked like, oh, wow. First, and, it, and it was an entire 
episode in Humiliation. Oh, yeah. His text came out that he hates Trump passionately. Oh, yeah. He had to do He's this. a demonic force. And he, you're just so, you're so great. I think our audience will find everything you have to say so wise. Anyone ever used that word to describe anything Donald Trump has ever said? Yeah. Wise? Really? Okay, what? but the tears in my eyes, that's always the magic part to me, Sean. One of the things. The, someone came to me with tears. Apparently, a lot of people, Travis, everyone in the courthouse was crying, which is weird because it was all on video and I didn't see anybody crying. I saw people let the door slam in his yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. I saw the cop that said, this guy, and let the door slam. Saw other people, a lot of people smiling. I don't, I didn't see anybody. Did you? I just thought, oh, which, uh, well, where was it? Before you play the clip, I just yeah. want to point something out to you. I did not amplify the sniffs at all. Okay. Just, all right. ju- just listen for them because it's. Stephanie Miller's show would like you to know Adderall sniffs have not been AVR'd in any way. Okay, here we go. They were incredible. When I went to the okay. courthouse, which is also a prison in a sense, uh, they signed me what? in. And I'll tell you, people were crying. People that work there, professionally work there, that have no problems putting in murderers and they see everybody. It's tough, <laughs> tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. They said, I'm sorry. Uh, they'd say, 2024, sir, 2024. And tears are pouring down. There is. I've never seen anything like that. Those people are phenomenal. Those are your police. Yep. Those are the people that work at the courthouse. They're unbelievable people. Uh, many of them were in tears or close to it. I can't. Uh, many <laughs> apologists were sorry, sir. We're sorry. Oh, no. That never I happened. I, that didn't happen. I don't think that to the rest of the show. I heard he said that. I hadn't heard him say it yet. Oh, my God. Those were either tears of joy or it was whatever is in his diaper that they smelled. That was not <laughs> tears of pity. Crying. Nobody said I'm sorry. Oh my God. I'm sorry. And you also, what, your diaper. Did you, you catch the part like in the beginning? The people that work there professionally. Is there another way you work there? Or are you just hang out there but not professionally? It's like the Three Stooges are running around taking <laughs> fingerprints. The people that work there, you know, professionally. Sean, are you here working professionally, or did you just happen to, you know, this is on vacation? I think I'll just come by at ass o'clock because mm-hmm. I'd be up anyway. Yeah. Wait, can I hear that again? I'm sorry. And I know well, I'm a can, little phlegmy from my whatever. You can it's not work out from that. <laughs> they were incredible. When I went to the courthouse, which is also a prison, is it? in a sense, oh, well, good. Uh, they signed me in. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you, people were crying. People that work there, <laughs> professionally work there, that have no problems putting in murderers and people they see that everybody. People there professionally. It's tough, tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. They All right. Tears people that work there down the faces. professionally. <laughs> people that work someplace, but not professionally. The unprofessional ones were not crying. <laughs> they were slamming the door in your face. Oh, my God. Oh, God. And the the, the black lady cop with that was masked standing behind him, she looked like she was, oh, give me a reason to tase you, bro. Just give me one reason. <laughs> Nobody was crying. How does that taste? Oh, my God. Of all the crying stories, that's my favorite because he always has to go one better. Not just one person came to him with tears in his eyes, but everybody all was crying. Them. Everyone. <laughs> there's, there's no crying in indictments. There's no crying. You moron. Okay. Uh, all right. Oh, is this to Putin? Is this oh, yeah. Next? Okay. Oh, boy. We should save this for Malcolm Nance, but let's, we'll do it we'll again. We'll do it again. Yeah. I could see that he yeah. loved it. 
And I said, Ukraine? Uh, Did he? He loved Ukraine. He considers it to be a part oh. of Russia. Yeah. I said, not when I'm president. We had a very what? good relationship. He was, uh, he, I mean, look, I was the worst thing that ever happened to him. I closed up Were his you? pipeline. Uh-huh. You never heard the word, the words Nord Stream 2 until I came along. Nord Stream 2 was their pipeline. And I had a great relationship with him, but it was very tough because they had a fake Russia investigation. And I told him, and he told me, he said, it's very hard for us to deal, don't you think? I said, very hard, because we have a fake investigation that turned out to be a fake for two years it went on. Wow. Was he he snorting a line off Tucker's ass? Wow. (laughs) Or did he bring his own hooker to snort a line off I mean. Wow. Wow. Oh, I see. So Putin just loves Ukraine, so he, sh- he can just have it. Is that he's always how it works? It's his. There's lots of things I love. Can I just have them? <laughs> Pardon me. There's a really nice house that I love over here. And, uh, you know, that I've seen for years when I walk by. Can I just have it? Can I've considered it mine for a can long time. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's just get this all out of the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. I often say, they said to me the other day, one of your fellow journalists said, uh, who's the biggest problem, sir? Is it China? Could it be Russia? Could it be North Korea? No, I said, the biggest problem is from within. It's these sick, radical people from within. Because we can handle, if we're smart, we can handle Uh, Russia, China. I did. I need to reapply makeup before Bob Seska comes up. It's Man Meat Wednesday, and welcome yeah. Nancy and Carlos Hells Rock. We are loaded. Oh, wow. Okay. Not as loaded up as Cokie Donald Bear. Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I have a little bit of crud, and it's just making me. Maybe you should do some lines Ooh. of coke like Don did. Oh, wow, wow. I don't know what he nope. is snorting, but his, his nasal passages seem clear. I think I have some allergy stuff Ooh. going on. Okay, Palmer Report tweets, you're now seeing why Trump survived his criminal probes while he was in office and why he won't survive his criminal probes now. He has no way to retaliate or punish or fire any of these prosecutors, which means they can be as aggressive as they want to in getting the job done. Oh, it's just such a thing. His panic... Flop sweat and snorting. It's just. Oh, yeah. I never knew. I, you know, they always say enjoy the journey. And I was, I'm always like that. But I'm really enjoying the journey. The yeah. joy is in the journey. Did you know that? Sean, I think I, someone gave me a placard. And I, you know, literally said this and, you know, you. Which was not very nice when someone gave me a gift. But now I'm really finding. You're starting, you're starting I'm finding the that. magic in the journey. <laughs> Jeff Tiedrich says, holy Alvin Bragg is teaching a master class on how to deal with shouty, pipsqueak, degenerate bullies like Jim Jordan, and I am so here for it. Yes, me too. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Where am I? Real quick. Okay, my friends at Midas Touch. The funny thing here is uh, Trump's lie uh, obliterates his legal argument that he should not be able to get that he, can, that he cannot get a fair trial in New York, New York City. Whoops. Him saying that everyone's crying, everyone loves him. Yeah. He was apologizing. Kind of blows up his whole, I can't get a fair trial in New York. Right. I, it, apparently, you Sounds are so like- beloved. I mean, maybe people could stop crying enough to to acquit you since you're so. <laughs> oh, God. Yesterday was a good day. One last one. Shallow State uh, says, Stephen Miller just finished spending six hours with the grand jury tied to Jack Smith's January 6th investigation. Afterwards, he did not come on. He just left the, bat, the uh, courtroom, turned into a bat, and flew away. 
don't know why that tickled me so much, too. Hmm. I believe it. I don't. Did he flippy flippy on Trump? Who can say? If he didn't flip, he may be an accessory to this thing. Because <laughs> he wrote some lines in that speech that were very targeted at Mike Pence. Yes, I need to. I need to take a moment to recover. Sean, I apologize for my outburst. Just here this way. <laughs> oh, you know what I need? Uh, did you see this in Arkansas? Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders sent out a thing. If you want a job, you have to write. Is it five hundred words on what you admire most about her? So I think every call should start with what you admire most about me. Even if I only give you 20 seconds, the first 10 need to be, at least be about what you admire about me. Kim Jong-un is thinking to himself, wow, I should have thought bigger. Oh. I should have gone bigger. That's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Now she knows how to run a place. Oh, God. All right. I got I to gotta go lay down. It's only been one segment. 18 minutes after the hour. She's your human antidepressant. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. I don't know about you two, but I am not working here professionally today because I'm having too much fun. (laughs) Donald Trump just said the people in the courthouse that work there, you know, professionally. Mm Mm-hmm. As opposed to people that just show up in improv, just wing it and hope they get paid. They worked at Presley. They came up to him with tears in their eyes. All of them. All of them crying. All of them saying, I'm so sorry. So sorry, sir. If you were working professionally today, I would, expect you, I would expect you to be crying. Just like those professionals I'm, at the courthouse in New York City. I'm giving money back today. I'm having too much fun already. Uh, this is not like work. This is just fun. I'm just going to snort it like he just did. I am glad you told us. Aren't you, Sean, as an mm-hmm. audio professional, mm-hmm. that that was not enhanced, that sniffing? Oh, my God. We have I literally to get, thought about we have enhancing to get it, but I was like, I don't need to. This we have to like... get Noel Kessler back to see, is it worse, the Adderall problem? Is it possibly worse? I mean, did he get it like a pill, an entire he, pill stuck in his nose? Well, he is under a lot of stress, is all he's thinking. It's just, I don't, you know, how much Adderall can you humanly, can a human ingest, even one the size of a 300-pound orange manatee okay sorry michelangelo (laughs) michelangelo in uh uh, where are you denver city by the bay hi mike good morning gang it's good to see sean there you got the a team you got the really the the a team coming up here uh, it's always a team yeah yeah Yeah. listen i i I was calling on two things i i saw jimmy kimmel last night and i saw Carol Burnett, and she just looked phenomenal, and yes. she hasn't lost. She hasn't lost a step at all. Oh my gosh, Jody will be in tomorrow, so, right? Yes. We'll get to hear all about it. Yeah, uh, she's in tomorrow. Well, I'll call back tomorrow. Then okay. I don't oh. usually call. Well, well, sorry that I had but, to bother you with me here on the <laughs> show. <laughs> well, I guess you you're not going to participate with what you most admire about me, like you have to if you want to work for Sarah Huckabee yeah. Sanders. He's unprofessionally listening. Hey, I'm like, Ke- I'm like Kevin from D.C. I, I admire you very deeply. All right, thank you. So, All right, now we've covered that. But I, what I was calling in, the, I don't want to bring you down, but <sighs> back in 2012, my son had just graduated from high school, got his first job 
at the Sierra Club. And it was working downtown Denver, Lamar Square, if you know kind of the area people know. Yeah. There's a lot of business and offices down there. Well, um, one afternoon, he was in his office, and he was hearing a commotion right outside his door. He opened the door, and there was a man standing over a woman. And the man turned around very quickly and pointed a 9-millimeter Glock right at my son. And he knocked him down on on the ground, and he said, uh, just get out of here. My son got up, and he ran, you know, out of the building, and, and people were, had heard it, and people were looking out from different offices there. Well, my son didn't get shot. He was about six feet, four to six feet away from the barrel of that gun. Yeah. Um, the worst happened. The man killed his wife, and then he killed himself. Yeah, I got my son still today has PTSD about that. Yeah, yeah. It's been how many? Ten, ten years. Yep. Uh, and we have PTSD. So yesterday they said one out of every five families in the United States, this survey that was done, have had an encounter with a gun or have had somebody yeah. either killed or wounded with a yeah. gun. Yeah, that's where, that's where we've been. Mike, sorry, we got, a, we got a hard break here. But, you know, that is the other part of this we don't talk about, is how many people are traumatized by, you know, nearly surviving. We've got some amazingly powerful audio. For, I don't know if you saw that press conference with the doctor speaking. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Bob Seska, next. They were incredible. When I went to the courthouse, which is also a prison, in a sense, uh, they signed me in. And I'll tell you, people were crying. People that work there, professionally work there, that have no problems putting in murderers and they see everybody. It's tough, tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. They said, I'm sorry. Uh, they'd say, 2024, sir, 2024. And tears are pouring down there is. I've never seen anything like that. Those people are phenomenal. Those are your police. Yep. Those are the people yep. that work at the courthouse. Yep. They're unbelievable people. Uh, many of them were in tears or close to it. Uh, many apologists were sorry, sir. We're sorry. It's okay. I had to play it again because you know who loves this even more than I oh, do. Yeah. You know who. Oh, there he is. Speaking of dreamy, hunky men, why? Bob Seska joins us now. We interrupt this program to bring you a special broadcast. You're cute and I love you, Bob Seska. Where are you coming from? Bob is calling us from Washington. You Seska thing. Washington, D.C. Just follow the money. Okay. Hi, Bob. Hi. It's, you know what, it's there. Someone came to me with tears in their eyes and said, sir, turned up to 11. That story turned up to 11. <laughs> Not just one person. Everybody's crying. Everybody's sobbing. It's hard to even walk yeah. in there. It was just overflowing with tears. And Same people, story. And people Every saying they're sorry. Every single time. Yeah, and you're exactly right, though. It's it's getting bigger. They're, it's like, you know what? It's like the lightsaber battles in the Star Wars movies. First, it starts with one, and then there's like three people, and then there's several people, and then there are all the Jedi fighting with lightsabers by like the third movie or fourth movie. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... <laughs> 
there's an exponential growth of people crying in front of Donald Trump. But the, yes. the truth is that it's um, there's an issue with the national with our societal BS detector. I think right. there's something that our BS detector has blown a gasket. And I'm not talking about us, us. Yeah. I'm just talking about a considerably large, a frighteningly large percentage of the American population who has no idea or just doesn't care that this is just the the biggest uh, pile of excrement that someone could ever say. Yeah. It's like, you know, Charlie Kirk and those guys were doing this thing for uh throughout the 2020 election where they were saying uh yeah i just was coming out of a coffee shop and there were a group of liberals there de like hardcore democrats and they were talking about how they were going to try to vote for donald trump that year it, there's a it, it's a myth it's like a talking point yeah that they just keep repeating and recycling yeah and now donald trump is is part of that or maybe he's always been part of that yeah but well, we, yeah he loves that we, story we saw the video of people smiling the courthouse smirking the guy that shut the door in his face yeah letting the door like, slam yeah. on donald trump no they weren't even going to hold the door for that guy you mean to tell me just like seconds earlier the guy who let the door close on donald trump's face was sobbing over donald trump getting you know just arraigned he had just, he how had could just they do his this tears. he had just dried his tears bob yeah, okay. a guy so, who probably lived through 9-11 and right. probably lost some people in 9-11 is like crying because Donald Trump's got to go get arraigned for a day. <laughs> we were talking before we came on here just about whether the obvious, I don't know whatever it is, Adderall, whatever causes the extreme sniffing has gotten worse. And you were saying like, no, it was there during the debates. Like, I just feel oh, like yeah. that's part of the national mainstream media fail, but like elephant in the room that we just like we were you were talking about the slurring, the, you know, God bless the United States. Like, we just, like nobody you never got an explanation of that. Just the yeah. slurring and the stumbling and the sniffing and that he obviously has a substance abuse problem is just anyway, just part of the, the insanity of where we where we've gotten right. Oh, yeah, yeah. There will be decades more long after Donald Trump is gone in which there are books published about the weird things that we observed and, and yeah. presenting more details about those things. I hope, you know, sometime before I'm 90, we get a book that explains that Jerusalem speech. What happened to him? Because Ronnie Jackson's explanation afterward, it, Ronnie Jackson hammered in the press room talking about <laughs> He's how, oh, yes, I... I dried up all of his sinuses, you know, right before a major speech, a major policy initiative. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just I completely effed with his yeah. nasal passages or something. Yes, of course, we believe that the guy who just said that Donald Trump was six foot ten, uh, whatever it was, 210 pounds. Right. No way. Right. So we can't believe anything Ronnie Jackson said about why that happened. I, you know what? I'm totally the Trump derangement guy. That SNL sketch yeah. the other night about CN Zen, where right. there's an app to enjoy the Trump indictment. Yeah. That's totally me. Oh, I me mean, that's, me I too. was loving every second. We talked about this last week. Oh, yeah. We, people going, oh, we shouldn't have given the coverage. That's how we got here. And I'm like, oh, God, no. I It's no. like porn to me. <laughs> I enjoyed I froze it. I played it again. I can't. Yeah. I enjoyed every second of his humiliation. We are due. 
is humiliation after these seven years of trauma, Bob. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got an IV drip right over here that I use, just that pumps Do- Donald Trump indictment news right into my veins. I can't watch That's... that grumpy face enough. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with that. He's an unforgivable bully. He's a menace to society, a, a dictator in waiting who would destroy democracy if he's elected. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy when he's in trouble. <laughs> yes, I'm going to exactly. savor every second of that. And by the way, uh, President Biden to NBC News, you retweeted, I plan on running for re-election. And you said, so drop the fanfic about alternative tickets and suit up, Democrats. It's time to humiliate the Republicans again. Um, uh, Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right on cue with Marianne Williamson and Bobby Kennedy. I'm like, oh, God, please. (laughs) You know, are we we are literally facing fascism on the other side now. Right. Whether it's Ron DeSantis or Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started on this because it's some sort of you talk about the BS detector blowing a gasket. This is another one of those situations where we are on the precipice. I don't think we can impress enough upon people how close we are to losing democracy. Should an election, all it takes is one election to swing yeah. the wrong way. And they're playing one as Trump though. Judge. Look what one Trump judge just did, Bob. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. It's it's uncanny. We, we It's very plain to see what's going on. And so these people who want to support either Marianne Williamson or RFK Jr. or any third party, any sort of let's have a primary challenge of Joe Biden or let's not have Joe Biden run at all. They're just inviting the weakening of an incumbent president who there's no one better suited to win a national election than an incumbent president. To have that bully pulpit, to have that platform going into an election is invaluable. And what we want to do is undermine this. They're acting as though it's like the middle 90s and the stakes aren't anywhere near where they are right right now. Right. And I speak as someone that I voted for Elizabeth Warren in the primary, you know, but I got on board immediately. You know, I mean, it's I speak as someone like many of us that maybe Biden wasn't your first choice. But, oh, my God. Uh, you know. Well, it's it's one thing if there's an open primary and there's no Democratic incumbent running, then exactly. okay, everyone yeah. get in and we see we sort it all out. Yeah, figure out well, party unity at, after we, we get a nominee. We've been here but the, before. But, Bernie talked about primarying Obama after his first. Oh yeah. You know? yeah, I mean it just this, it's the, the silly season for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, somebody tweeted at you. Uh, weird to refer to democracy as fanfic, but here we are, I guess. And you said. FF to S. Let's talk about democracy then. Your idea of democracy is to weaken the normal incumbent in a primary, weakening him for the general, which pushes us that much closer to a Trump slash Trump adjacent dictator and the end of democracy. This is an adult swim, Kevin, who's the guy who tweeted. Yeah. You. Thank you. It's an adult swim. Right. Right. And, you know, it's not a great position to be in where we have to line up behind whoever the Democratic nominee is at every level, whether it's president on down to city council. But that's the way the times have presented themselves. And we have to play within what's real and what's mathematical. And what we don't want to do is empower Republicans because we have some sort of idealistic view, which is anachronistic as well. It doesn't apply. We can't we can't play that game. As I said, we can't do this as though. The stakes are just whether the corporate tax rate is 38 or 39 percent. That's completely irrelevant right now. What we're doing is uh, uh, we're we're observing a political atmosphere where democracy is at stake, where the actual because what they what the Republicans want to do is elect leaders, whether at the presidential level on down, who will then never leave office. 
Yeah. We need to take them seriously about what happened in 2020 into 2021. And yeah. I don't think enough of us are. And, Bob, I got a couple of for instances for you from out here in California. Um, Julia Clare tweeted, um, Dianne Feinstein has missed 58 Senate votes in the last month because of illness slash being 89 years old. Biden can't confirm any federal judges without all Dems present on the Judiciary Committee. She's given no indication of a return date. Uh, Julie goes on to say, now that she is my senator, I finally feel even more emboldened to say resign. Do you know how many lifetime appointed judges Trump was able to push through, like the one who just invalidated the FBA approval of uh, Mifeprestone? This is an emergency. And I love Diane Feinstein. I've met her. She's been a great senator from out, out here in California. But it, that that is a good point about this one Trump judge. And how about the other Trump judge that lifted the mask mandate for the entire country on planes, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I, I, it's stuff like that where mm-hmm. we are literally facing fascism. Everybody's got to get on board. Yeah. And look, there, it's not as though we're pulling this out of thin air. There is significant historical precedent for what we're talking about that shows how important in times like this party unity happens to be. Uh, whether we're talking about going in the 1980 election where Ted Kennedy uh, primary challenged an incumbent president and Jimmy Carter weakening him maybe who knows whether he would have won or not in the general without ted kennedy but it it weakened him it made him spend resources defending himself against ted kennedy that could have been used to defend himself against ronald reagan yeah it took the eye took his eye off the ball so to speak and we could go down the list and the the sort of the third party fetish that went on in 2016 led to donald trump being elected or helped donald trump get elected which then led to you know what three supreme court justices that are that have their seats for life yeah here's another for instance is you know we we admit right travis we're biased toward adam schiff he's my personal congressman he's a friend he's a friend of the show um i think he'd make an amazing senator in, in feinstein's seat i love katie porter you know um but Harley Ruta just, I don't know if you saw that, just dropped out. He has a health issue. So Katie Porter's seat just became even harder to keep yeah. if she leaves. So it's just, you know, Bob, I just think you're right. The stakes, I mean, you talked just about the gun, Look, just what happened in Tennessee. You just said there needs to be a national campaign and intervention to solve our addiction to firearms, the gun culture. Use the anti-smoking campaigns of the past as a template. Don't require new laws. Doesn't run afoul of the courts, the Second Amendment, et cetera. Um, Right. It's just there's so much that that needs to be done that literally is a matter of life or death. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we do this thing every time there's another mass shooting where we demand legislation. And unfortunately, Congress right now, completely impotent. There's nothing that's going to happen at the congressional level. You're not going to get anything through the House of Representatives as long as Kevin McCarthy and Jim Jordan are running the show over there. So what do we do in the meantime as state legislatures? We can get some things passed like was passed in uh, Washington state this past week. Uh, an assault weapons ban is working its way through the state legislature there. But in terms of all these red states like Kentucky, like Tennessee, we're beating our faces against a brick wall. The What happens is even if we do pass legislation, we end up running into the Second Amendment impediment in the courts. So how do we approach this? We should keep fighting for legislation while at the same time we have to look at the gun culture in this country. What motivates people to want to stockpile firearms? And I think that's a society that reveres firearms, that has uh, uh, glorified the use of firearms, whether it's our political leaders uh, using firearms to solve problems overseas, our militarized cops, 
you know, deploying firearms against unarmed American citizens, whether it's our entertainment on down the line. Firearms have this uh, this reverence, this sacrosanct idolatry that surrounds it in this country, and we need to start rolling that back. And so I've been proposing this idea yeah. of tackling firearms the way we tackled uh, big tobacco and cigarette smoke. That's a great idea. A national campaign, we every level that we can of the culture, yeah. we focus on diminishing the view, stigmatizing the view of firearms in yeah. this country, rolling that back. Yeah. And if we tackle the demand, then the supply will begin to diminish. And I think that's another route we can take that's free and clear. We don't have to worry about the Second Amendment. We don't have to worry about Jim Jordan or state legislatures. Yeah. This is what we can do right now without passing a single law. All yeah. we need is money, yep. time, and tenacity, and yep. we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love you, as you know. Uh, we have one, uh, <laughs> on a too. personal note, we have another thing in common. I'm so sorry your dad had a stroke. My dad also did, and I know you tweeted about it, and uh, I'm so oh, sorry. You. And just wondering how he's doing. He's uh, he's okay. It was a pretty serious stroke, and it's affected yeah. his cognition. Uh, he can still move around and things like that, but uh, he's a different man today than he was uh, on Thursday, the day before it happened. And, and so, uh, you know, but fortunately, I you know, I've got lots of support. My family, of course, is uh, yeah. all, in fact, doing much more than I am at this point yeah. uh, to help him out. And uh, obviously, you know, I, I always want to thank my Patreon subscribers who actually – uh, really stepped up and provided lots of support and love and everything like that. So I, I, I couldn't be more grateful for all of that. And uh, we're, we've got our fingers crossed for recoveries, you know, slowly regaining his speech and his ability to uh, understand what's going on around him. And so we're, we're encouraged. We're cautiously optimistic. So yeah. well, it's going to be a long road. It's going to yeah, be a hard road. Yeah, I loved your that was very loving to it. You said his progress Friday, Saturday was remarkable, though, recovering some words. It'll be a long rehab, but he's a tough, tenacious guy. And I'm optimistic. I bet he's amazing to raise a son like you. So we send all our love and light, honey. Thank you so much. All yes, right. he's a he's a good man. He's a strong man. And uh uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where and uh, you're experiencing it uh, to a certain degree where you're grieving for someone who's still there. And so maybe there's a a silver lining in that yeah. we can express ourselves and tell tell them how we really feel yeah. before they go. And so there's a Bob, there's an upside. Mom, there's you, always an upside. Yeah, you know, my yeah. mom's 100 and has Alzheimer's. And so it's, you know, she's sometimes yeah. there sort of and sometimes not. And that's all you can do is, you know, say yeah, yeah. how much you love them. And, you know, I tell you, as you were sweet enough to ask Sean how his mom's doing, Sean, Sean loves his mom so much he left me. He left me and took care of her. Now she's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know yep. about his priorities, but now her she's doing great. <laughs> Their retired yeah. loving life. So yeah. Yeah, very happy yeah. to hear about that too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh yeah, I mean it's it's hard. It's hard when they're in that gray area between being with you and not with you and yeah. uh so we're all we're all doing the best we can and I know. Uh, yep. hoping for the best. Call yeah. me anytime, especially when you know if we're not looking for uh sound bites to share, like fart noises and stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll make sure about, to be we can talk about life snippy. stuff too. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll just i'll do some extra sniffing to make you make you laugh <laughs> <laughs> love love to you and your daddy talk to you soon, okay honey. thank you stephanie all right 50 minutes after the hour this whole place just feels like a warm blanket it's the stephanie miller show
you, Mama. You know, when I uh, get choked up and I just can't, I'm trying to stifle a laugh, I do facial contortions, I snort, and tears do run down my face. So maybe, you know, Donald doesn't have exactly the best emotional uh, intelligence in the world. So maybe he was mistaking all of that, uh, you know, crying, as he called it, just actually stifled laughter. I mean, I would have had... <laughs> like, in, I would have, like in church or Catholic school, right, Sean? All right. Uh, Malcolm Nance coming up and Carlos Alzraki. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Because I've still got a lot of fight left in me. Donald Trump is essentially using the House Republicans as his taxpayer-funded legal defense team. And they are now completely outside of their jurisdiction. There is no basis for them to intervene in an ongoing criminal investigation and prosecution at the state level. It's not even a federal matter here. It's a state level. And what they are so transparently doing is trying to assist Donald Trump for political purposes, which is completely outside the bounds of any official use of congressional authority. Thank you, Representative Dan Goldman. He went on to say. So this is far, far beyond their jurisdiction, and it's a gross abuse of power. The irony not only of Jim Jordan, who defied a congressional subpoena himself, issuing congressional subpoenas, is perhaps only outdone by his own uh, weaponization subcommittee, where he's claiming that Democrats have weaponized the federal government when he is 100 percent weaponizing Congress to intervene in Donald Trump's criminal prosecution. Yes. Thank you. Sean, could you take out the tiniest of violins? Jim Jordan now is playing the victim after targeting Alvin Bragg. Uh, He may have taken the first shot. He's now portraying himself as the real victim, as all members of the GOP, the ass bitch party do now. Um, Alvin Bragg, as we mentioned earlier, uh, filed a lawsuit against Jim Jordan. Smacked him down. Yes. Like a little bitch he is. Right. Uh, Yes. Bragg said in the filing that Jordan had launched an unconstitutional campaign to intimidate and attack the DA's office rather than allowing the criminal process to proceed in uh, in the ordinary course. Um, J- Jim Jordan. Oh, yeah, this is where they were trying. Uh, first, they indict a president for no crime. No, yeah, no there crime. was a crime, actually. A crime. Then they sued a block of congressional oversight when we asked questions about the federal funds they say they used to do it. Mm. The grand jury have been indicted. Oh, by the way, the grand jury voted on the indictment, not uh, Brad himself. Oh, yeah, you can. Ah. Uh, because the case involves a grand, secret grand jury, by the way, Bragg couldn't tell Jordan anything anyway, so there's that. Yep. By law, no information can be re- revealed about the grand jury by lawyers or jurors. Uh, Jordan went to law school but has never actually practiced law. The federal funds, by the way, that Jordan referred to is the cash that the state government gets as a whole that is spent by the DA's office. It is not a federally funded investigation or whatever. Jacket McJackass. No Jacket McJackass. Pardon me. I keep forgetting his name. Necrotic E.T. Okay. 
Sean, since Chris is gone, who said, I'll tell you, people were crying. People that work there professionally that have no problems putting in murders, they were crying. They were actually crying. They were saying, I'm sorry. Uh, Dolores Claiborne. No. Oh, that's a good one, though. No, that was Donald Trump. It was very, very weepy Tucker Carlson interview. Chris, who said, uh, oh, sorry, Sean, pardon me. You're a different guy, right? You're uh-huh. calling him the It's like Menudo in here. I don't, I don't remember who's who. Wow. Who said, for a man who is caricatured as extremist, we think you'll find what he has to say moderate, sensible, and wise. Who said that? Ricky Martin? Tucker Carlson. Oh. Cowardly little weenie said that about Donald Trump, who privately, he said he hates passionately and is a demonic force. Yes. And I can't remember what else. But that's what he said last night in the interview. Very wise. So wise. Okay, here he is, a jerky McNo jacket. Uh, did he do his little stunt yesterday, his little field trip? By the way, Donald Trump's going to get indicted a lot, so he's going to do a lot of field trips. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of taxpayer money yep. to go do little congressional hearing stunts everywhere Donald Trump is going to be indicted. Wasting but, everyone's time. Okay, here he is. Yeah. We're coming up there to talk to the victims, the people who've been impacted by this crazy left-wing ideology that says we're not going to put bad guys, people who do harmful things to other Americans, we're not going to put them in jail and then bad things happen. We're going to talk to those families. And we're not just going to go to New York. We're going to go to other cities. I've talked to our subcommittee, crime, uh, crime subcommittee chairman, uh, Congressman Biggs. He'll be there with us. He wants to go to other cities and do this same thing. Oh, but it is that critical. Wow, he's just telling you that like their entire th- thing is political stunts now. Yeah, not doing anything for the people. They're just going to do a little. That's not going to get policy done. Yeah, it's not going to fix a problem. It's a, I, I, it's a, you know, I'm just saying it's like a morning show and stunts. That's basically what Congress is made up of. But enough about Marjorie Taylor Greene and her friends. I don't know what I meant by that. I don't know what rhymes with stunts. I didn't mean it like that, Sean. It's Here, not. It's not Tuesday, Stephanie. What? We'll Here see you next Tuesday. I said they spied on his campaign, they raided his home, and now they indict him. And they indict him even though Alvin Bragg wasn't going to bring the case, but saw that President Trump announced he's running for president, is leading in all the polls, and so they go after him. And I'm actually very, very concerned that they're going to go after him in Georgia. And I'm also concerned that the special counsel is going to come forward with an indictment, too. Yes, you should be concerned. Because they are. Because they are. I think that's a good tagline, don't you? GOP, stunts and No? I don't know if we can I'm say that. I'm just spitballing. What? You don't even know what I said. I said. Okay. I know it rhymes with Maybe stunts. it could have been runs. Maybe it's runs. Some of them are small. I don't think that's what you're saying. Okay. If the special counsel does that, think about this. If he does that on the classified documents issue and they don't do anything to Joe Biden, oh. who's had oh, classified documents sakes. at his home, at his uh, beach house in sakes. Chinatown, at the Biden Center, he's had them all over the place. If they don't go after uh, President Biden and do something to President Trump, that that is frightening stuff, and I'm yeah. afraid that maybe where things are going, I certainly hope that's not the case. Yeah, what kind of America is that, Travis? When you you know prosecute someone that committed a crime and don't prosecute someone that didn't commit a crime, like Joe Biden? Yeah, yeah. What kind of country do we live in? Yeah, thank you, Sean. Shocking. We've got audio of Trump saying you know, he wanted to extort the country for 18 million dollars, like Nixon did. It's funny, my new slogan for the GOP. Do we have some nostalgia music? I remember one of my very first hate letters, Travis, way back in you know. 11 billion years ago when I started in radio. Yeah. One of my very first hate letters, I was, I was, it was, you know, the hand was the scribbly. Yeah. We used to get snail mail. And I was like, you stupid little runt. And then I was like, oh, he didn't mean runt. No. Yeah. Not a misspell. I mean, I am small, but. Some of those ones was like on yeah. handwritten. It was like the spiral bound notebook. They just ripped it out and they didn't even bother taking it. Yeah. Tabs on. GOP. Stunts and. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. Okay.
In other news, completely unrelated to the second part of Wisconsin, Marjorie Taylor Greene believes Liz Cheney should face criminal, serious criminal charges over her role in the J6 committee. Because that's the kind of pineapple upside down world we live in now. Uh, she, let's see, alleges Cheney influenced the testimony of a witness who presented damaging evidence against uh, Donald Trump. Spoiler alert, she didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, she tweeted, was part of the act, and Liz Cheney should face serious criminal charges. See how she was involved in the insurrection and asked Trump for a pardon like two yeah. days after getting into office. But you see, Liz, I know you are, but what am I? Liz Cheney is the one who should face charges for J6 because something. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I know you I'd, are, but what am I? Yeah. yeah. I'm not, oh, yeah, I, I'd watch Liz and and yeah. MTG Russell. Yeah, fight um, it out. This what she's referring to is Cassidy Hutchinson. Remember, had the Trump funded lawyer. Yes. who she got rid of before she appeared in person. She ditched him um, for another lawyer, and be, obviously began to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. So that lawyer is now suing the Select Committee, which no longer exists. He alleges that the committee developed a false narrative that uh, that he encouraged Hutchinson to lie. All they did is release the testimony along with everything else of Cassidy Hutchinson saying yeah. he encouraged her to lie. Yes. Liz Cheney didn't make that up, right? The issue became public. The committee released the report, all of the depositions and testimony to the public. That included Hutchinson's in which she said uh, Positino is his name, advised her to mislead the committee about events at the White House during the attack. Um, the committee itself did not make the claim. Hutchinson testified to the House that Pasatino told her to claim she didn't recall details that happened on January 6th, namely overhearing the, remember, the Secret Service SUV incident yeah. and stuff like that. So I, all right. Nice try, Marge. See you next Tuesday. Okay. She's not very good. What? All right. Do we have one more, Dan Gold? Did I do it? We, no? we did all. Oh, we did those. Okay. Thank you, Dan Goldman, for... Um, he is so good. Can I just say? I thought he was so great during the uh, um, impeachment, and I'm so glad we have him in Congress, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Uh, as Azali in Illinois. Hello, Azali. Hi. Thanks. Thanks uh, for taking my call. Thank you. But when Trump was re- recalling his experience at the court, he left out the best part, the part where the, they let the door slam in his face. Why yes. didn't he tell that? But you know what? Uh, that what if he saw anybody crying, it really had to be tears of joy, uh, you know, with bit up emotion. <laughs> now we got we trying to get this guy because he really deserves it. That's what the crying would be about because he probably didn't see anybody. Yeah, uh, because he just cannot tell the truth. Yeah, it uh, could have been. You it know what, been. Stephanie? Stephanie yeah. If if they raise all of this money, you know that Trump raised all this money when he whatever. I don't believe it. Because they all lie. Yeah. They lie about everything. He does. So we I, shouldn't get excited. Yeah, although his his fans are dumb, and they do give a lot of money, so who knows? I kind of like these taking Big bag of rats. Money. Big bag of grifting rats. Fight, fight, fight. To spend on guns who and cares? bullets. Who cares? Who wins? Okay. Uh, oh, all right. This was the Kentucky press conference I was telling you about that I thought was so powerful. The uh, This is Dr. Smith, who was uh, uh, just talking about treating gun violence victims every day. I'll tell you personally, I'm weary. I've been in Louisville for 15 years, all of it at University Hospital. For 15 years, I've cared for victims of violence and gunshot wounds. And people say I'm tired, but I'll be answered. It's more than tired. I'm weary. There's only so many times you can walk into a room and tell someone they're not coming home tomorrow. And it just breaks your heart when you hear someone screaming, Mommy, 
or daddy. It just becomes too hard day in and day out to be able to do that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I know we've probably said this a million times before about tipping points, Travis, and people say if Sandy Hook wasn't it, I don't know what will be. But I think it's just, I, I think what it, it also, it's like these Parkland kids and the Tennessee Three, and I, I just feel like it's a, it's a tipping point more in terms of um, political power. The activism that's yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so uh, we talked about um, um, Malcolm, um, Malcolm Frost yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one more, Dr. Smith. You just can't keep doing what we're doing. Because you just can't keep seeing these lives lost. You can't keep seeing all the people with these horrific injuries coming through the door without doing something to try and help them. And I don't know what the answers are. I'm a doctor. I don't know what the answers are. But to everyone who helps make policy, both at state, city, federal, I would simply ask you to do something. Because doing nothing, which is what we've been doing, is not working. We have to do something because this is just getting out of hand across our city and across this great nation of ours. Yeah. I mean, and there he is, not a partisan, as he said. He's a doctor. No. He's just, you know, I think there's more just regular people that aren't even making this political saying this is just, we don't have to live like this. This We literally don't have to. Um, and this was uh, uh, Morgan McGarvey who took over for our John friend. John Yarmouth. John Yarmouth, yeah. We don't have the tools on the books to deal with someone who is an imminent danger to themselves or to others. We can do this. We can come together at the federal level working with each other to solve this problem which is impacting all of us in a uniquely American way and get universal background checks so that people who shouldn't have a gun can't buy one that we are taking weapons of war off of our streets, that we are helping people who are in crisis. That is not a political issue, but it becomes one when Kentucky Republicans would rather ban books and pronouns and then make Kentucky a sanctuary state for weapons. We are hurting. Wow, that was great. That last part. That's what I think this next election is going to be about, right? Just crystallize exactly what it is uh, on both sides. Um, 19 minutes after the hour. Remember, you heard it on this channel first. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Oh, thank God. Travis and I both did not sleep well. We can uh, go on with our lives now. Prince Harry will attend King Charles' uh, coronation. Megan's going to stay here with the kids, so everyone can, uh, as you were, go ahead. You know, the struggles are real. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, good. Um, Alina Haba. I bless you. Thank you. Um, She, uh, we mentioned earlier, has asked for a cooling off period. Uh, and a delay in the E. Jean Carroll trial in the wake of recent deluge of prejudicial media coverage concerning Trump's unprecedented criminal indictment and arraignment in Manhattan. See, there needs to be a cooling off. Well, if he would stop, if he would take more of a pause between crimes. We wouldn't have to. There would be a natural cooling off period. But if he would, you know, if he just stop criming entirely, then we could, you know, get caught up. But until you do. Because are, are they going to say that for everything? Oh, well, it's just, you got to delay this one because there's still too much from the... 
I'm just saying there's going to be a domino effect yeah. at some point, Travis. It will be quite magical. And, yeah. And Alina Haba. Uh, bless you. Thank you. Is going to have to, you know, she's going to have to get with the program. Yeah. Well, she's only doing the civil trials. That's only, that's like, what? That's not even half of what he's got. Now. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, Lordy, there are tapes. Fox News, Dominion case, of oh, course, is also yeah. coming right up. A former Fox News producer who is suing the network alleges uh, the Nick Cable News giant has recordings of Rudy Giuliani admitting he cannot prove his allegations of voter fraud in the 2020 election. Abby Grossberg, who was a producer for uh, Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. and Maria Bartiromo, claims the network plans to make her and Bartiromo take the fall for their coverage of Dominion voting systems. So fight, 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 big bag of rats. That's culpatory? Uh-oh, I thought it was surreptitious. And it would therefore be, uh, this is not going to be in sculptory at all. Uh, okay. I just, I love the text of everybody talking about how crazy Rudy is. And oh, they, yeah. know, they know how crazy he is. But put him on anyway. Well known. Okay. Dave in North Miami. Hello, David. <coughs> Hello, David. 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 Dave's not there, man. Uh, Dave in, uh, we'll just try another one. How, Dave in San Francisco. Hello, Dave. Hi, Steph. Hi. Hey, um, you, you know this uh, Harlan Crow business? The uh, a guy that tried to corrupt Clarence Thomas. Oh, he did corrupt Clarence Thomas. Yes, the Nazi, uh, Nazi memorabilia-loving Harlan Crow. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a big real estate guy. And if you go on his website and look at his assets, I posted over on the fan page uh, the, the link to it. This guy's got him. He's got offices in San Francisco. He's got them in my in Florida in Chicago. Uh, so if the DAs in each of those cities started gathering data on asset forfeiture, uh huh, we could change the uh, the whole financing of the uh, of people like this. Hmm. Okay. All right. I don't know how that works. I don't understand how that works either. But I'll just we'll just throw that out there. Okay, Steve in Missouri. Hi, Steve. Welcome. Hey, Stephanie. How are you this Good. morning? Good. Go ahead. Uh, Jim Jordan, you know, he does have no room to talk when it comes to his party, telling uh, everyone that Democrats are creating crimes. Hell, we have a, a governor down in Texas that wants to commute a murderer who was sentenced and convicted by yep. Texan peers and now he wants to let a murderer go free yep it's whether it's there or tennessee they just want to make up their own yeah their own rules their own laws that you know in wisconsin when they elect a judge like nope we don't like that outcome we're going to impeach her i mean it's they have become completely lawless you know one might know a little something something about that malcolm nance joins us next I could see that he loved it, and I said, uh, "He loved Ukraine." He considers it to be a part of Russia. Yeah. I said, Does he? "Not when I'm president." We had a very good relationship. He was. He, I mean, look, I was the worst thing that ever happened to him. I oh. closed up his pipeline. You never heard the word, the words Nord Stream Two until I came along. Nord Stream Two was their pipeline. 
and I had a great relationship with him, but it was very tough because they had a fake Russia investigation. And I told him, and he told me, he said, it's very hard for us to deal, don't you think? I said, very hard, because we have a fake investigation that turned out to be a fake for two years it went on. Okay, that was, uh, you know, Mango Mussolini on uh, his very, very dear friend, Vladimir Putin. Doing lines of coke off yeah. Tucker's ass, you, apparently. Yeah, or I, you know, I use uh, Navage. Maybe he could just fill a whole Navage up with Adderall, and that'd be easier. You know, so he doesn't have to, you know, stop ever. Okay, let's talk to someone about this because I might have some thoughts on Ukraine. Oh, hi, Malcolm Nance. Hi. Isn't God, that- you subjected that, subjected me to that first thing in the morning. I don't believe this. Some Just, friend you are. Isn't that? Yeah, I know. Isn't you're welcome. And uh, isn't it? Lo- it's <laughs> lovely to hear. Putin loves Ukraine. You see, you know how that is. You just love something, and you just want it. And so, you bomb lots it. of things I love. I just, I'm just gonna take them. Just gonna take, just yep. take them because you know he loves he's it. Got, he's got that Jeffrey Dahmer love. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I it, it is amazing, right? To just hear him spin Putin talking points constantly, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that he spins Putin's talking points. The segment that I really loved, and I don't know if you've played it already, is the one where he, he just glowingly loves President Xi of China and Kim Jong-un, top of his game, top of his game. You know, it's like this is a guy who blew his uncle apart with a 23-millimeter anti-aircraft gun and Donald Trump and starves his population into famine, into compliance. And Donald Trump's thinking, yeah, you know, that's a real leadership. That's what I'd like to do. You are seeing a mirror to this man's soul. Yeah, He views evil as admirable. And, you know, for all the things that happened this week with regards to birth control and these other things, Email lady would not have brought us one to the brink of the end of democracy. Yeah. Look, I'm shouting. You're shouting already, Shouty. Um, by the way, I got to be interviewed by Shouty McShoutface on Black Man Spy, his new podcast. It was fantastic. Yeah, that was fun. As a matter of fact, you know, asking you questions, that's a little un- unnerving, you know? <laughs> it was fun. It was fun and fantastic. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so let's talk. Somebody, Dmitry Medvedev, uh, tweeted, why will Ukraine disappear? Because nobody needs it. Europe doesn't need Ukraine. The forced support of the Nazi regime by the American Mentors Order has put Europeans in a financial and political inferno, all for the sake of uh, Bandera's uh, unter-Ukraine. And you just said, I look forward to seeing you in The Hague. <laughs> look out for those windows. I, I mean, I, it, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk on that for a minute. Cause... Well, you know, one of the funniest things I saw when I returned to Ukraine, I joined the International Legion. Uh, I went up to Kiev, and uh, on my way back, there's a village, there's a town called um, Iva, uh, no, uh, Bilaserbska, which is the major north-south route from Kiev to Odessa. And at one big major intersection, it goes in every direction that the Russians would have to take. All of the road signs have been changed from their names pointing to The Hague, The Hague, <laughs> The Hague, The Hague in every direction. Like and Medvedev's comments are just indicative of how 
Russia thinks. They, they really do not believe Ukraine should exist. They are willing to mass murder civilians left and right. And, you know, every time you get a peek into their soul, you hear them say the, the silent parts out loud. The only thing missing out of this is that we have the minutes to the conference where they're going to mass murder every, you know, every Ukrainian military officer, every intellectual. We know that we've captured some of those documents. The Royal United Service Institute in London has those documents where they did plan to kill every major intellectual in Ukraine and cleanse it of its Ukrainian identity. We have to be on guard for this all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, fighting Russia is now an obligation that we're just going to have to, uh, you know, support to the end. Yeah. You um, you also, speaking of Ukraine and leaks, you said Ukraine leaks. I've seen a lot of classified in my time at way higher levels. This is a low-grade report with some surprising admiration of Russia that looks like it was edited to make Putin happy, as uh, for NATO, SOF, in, uh, U- uh, in Ukraine embassies have them. Uh, NAFO literally has more presence. Can you explain that? Whole, can you decode that? Yeah, I don't okay. have my decoder ring. Let's talk about <laughs> the leaks because I'm writing a Substack article that you'll be able to read at malcolmnance.substack.com. By the way, if you haven't subscribed to my Substack, you're missing some good stuff, like how Putin's going to get killed by his own people. Um, But I'm writing an article about the leaks. And I want to talk to all you kids out there who might be in the armed forces or thinking about the armed forces or the intelligence community, you Gen Zers. Hey, when you swear an oath, keep the oath. Whoever brought these documents out, printed them out, folded them up, about the size of a combat uniform pants pocket, shoved him in his pocket and decided he was going to do the Julian Assange, Edward Snowden thing. But all they really revealed, now, some of these documents were doctored, clearly doctored. I found out from my experts from the National Security Agency that some of these documents have been floating around since October, but they have March dates on them. So there's also a chance for what we call black propaganda, where they, they edit the documents and they put it in a stream of real documents. So whoever Got did it. this thought they were doing somebody a favor. But one of the comments I saw was that there are a lot of people in the armed forces and law enforcement who view Donald Trump as this icon and that tearing down Ukraine and revealing these these things would assist Russia. Uh, you know, that's always a possibility. But I'm just saying this. You know, you know, I I spoke up for Reality Winner when she did the stupid thing and printed that document. She got her pardon, you know, or she got her her sentence commuted. Um, What Donald Trump did is an order of magnitude thousands of times worse than this leak. But, you know, this did give up some information. It, by the way, does feel like they're getting very nervous about the documents case, just based on right his uh, twats, tweets, whatever they are. And, uh, you know, just the, the it does seem like Jack Smith is moving very quickly. And you and I have talked about this before, that it appears to be because there is national security urgency involved. Yes. Yeah, sure. And, you know, everybody has bleed over, uh, you know, in administrations where one or two or a few documents get brought to the archives out of thousands and thousands of documents, tens of thousands of documents in many circumstances. Uh, this is not what happened with Donald Trump. He stole those documents. Someone signed them out of a securest vault, brought him to the White House, put that stuff in boxes, and Donald Trump went back through those boxes after his lawyer certified 
that they were secured everything and were bringing them out and took docs, you know, documents away. I'm not kidding you. It's probably going to end up being atomic bomb plants or yeah. atomic bomb uh, weaponeering for Saudi Arabia, uh, which he likely sold for $2 billion. Oh, yeah. Now, that's my objection, but I'm really good at this game. Yeah. I'm really wrong. But I certainly hope that that's going to lead to a relatively easy conviction yeah. of Donald Trump. Wow. That you heard Nostradamus. When's he been wrong? Never. Okay. Um, by the way, I love this tweet exchange that you had. Uh, someone said to Matt Taibbi, you haven't, nope. been invi- you haven't been invited back because you're not credible or a trusted source of information. And Matt said, yep. as opposed to Malcolm Nance, and you said, that's right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt Taibbi, what can I say? I mean, you know, have any guys followed this guy since he was at Rolling Stones? He's become a complete and total loser. I mean, I'm speaking to you, Matt, and I'm saying it lovingly. You're a loser. You work for Elon Musk. You become his, you know, his uh, his fluffer. You go there. You t- go through all of the executive documents at Facebook, or you know, or at Twitter. You actually take people's private information and how they were handling things. You craft a narrative, and in one interview, you're proven a complete, absolute liar and fabricant. Yeah. You know, uh, fabulous. And it, what does he do? He writes his own Substack article complaining about MSNBC that the last time they called him to MSNBC, he was on camera with me. And I so humiliated him, I guess. He refused to come back on, and MSNBC never asked him back on till Mehdi Hassan brought him back on and ruined him completely. So now Matt's mad at the world, and he says this stupid little comment. I don't know what these guys think. Do they not know who I am? Yeah. I have no guardrails now, right? I'm yeah. out of Ukraine. I survived a war. Um, I'm going to tell you what I think about you, you yeah. PAB. <laughs> you know, Malcolm, we've been talking you know, t- this morning about the fact that we are literally facing fascism, as you always shout about. That's how important these next elections are, whether it's Trump right. or DeSantis or some version of them. And, and just we were talking, as you write in all your books, about useful idiots for Russia or whatever and how sometimes— yeah. The far left can help. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, Bobby Kennedy, who's, you know, Steve Bannon has encouraged Bobby Kennedy to to primary Joe Biden. You know, it's like, here we go. Right. Right. You know, and this is he's pictured with, you know, Bannon, I think Mike Flynn in some pictures. And he's way on this anti-vax thing. It's just I'm like, what happened? I mean, just nuts. He went nuts with the covid thing. He was already on his way out and. With the COVID thing, he went to rabid anti-vaxxer. And his only allies were the Trump administration Steve Bannon, so Steve Bannon said it out loud, this is to create chaos. He said, I'm yeah. encouraging him to run, which is this, what you write about in all your books. They're chaos agents. That's what they're looking for. That's what Russia absolutely. wants, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look, anyone who even considers that he has a modicum of sanity, Okay, that he's going to be a quote unquote Democrat. You're not a Democrat, right? You want to you vote for anyone other than the current ticket or whoever's at the top of the ticket. You're voting for Trump. You're voting with the not, you know, Steve Bannon fashion, the man who actually said, if they call you a racist or a fascist, embrace it lovingly. That's who you're voting for. You're voting for the baddies. 
So don't even pay attention to this guy. What will he get? He's going to get the, uh, you know, the, the vote from Andrew Yang? What? I don't know who would actually vote for him. We talked about Republic- this on... We po- oh. We talked about this on Black Man Spy yesterday, that the the oldest, uh, the last living, not a Nuremberg prosecutor died. And, you know, how yeah. my dad was an assistant prosecutor and how th- this was not a debate. How did it become a debate again, whether Nazis bad, right? Yeah, well, we're just in a world where the average American who reads Facebook, Twitter, is on t- TikTok, Instagram, gets their news from live streaming instead of, you know, reputable news sources, just haven't suffered what our parents suffered in World War II. My dad was 15 when he joined the Navy. He so wanted to help out, yeah. right? He lied about his age. Your dad was a Nuremberg prosecutor. He was in the Army, too, right? Yep. Um, you know, I mean, and what did we do to the Nazis? We hung the ones who were evil, right? Nuremberg judged them. A British hangman was knocking them off 20 per day. Now... We don't understand our place in history because the Republicans are rewriting history and many of us are too lazy to read beyond the headlines. So if you don't educate yourself, your friends, as to what real, tangible, quantifiable facts are, you come up stupid. Yeah. Can I can we just review quickly before you go? Because you oftentimes drop little bombshells. Travis, did I hear that correctly? Did you say that you think your prediction, Nanstradamus? was that you think we're going to find that Trump not only stole classified, but it, it is nuclear and that he sold it to Saudi Arabia, that that's where the $2 billion figure came from to Jared yeah, Kushner. I, I believe that. I mean, we'll have to see, you know, that's just a projection, right? Yeah. Jared yeah. Kushner magically has $2 billion. Now, we don't know whether it was for, I mean, the only thing it could be for is nuclear weapons. That's all Saudi Arabia has been waiting for is to get parity with Iran. And you can see wow. you can see early on in Trump's administration he was saying that about South Korea and Japan. Maybe they should get nuclear weapons to balance this out until he fell in love with Kim Jong un, right? Yeah. Now he only wants the North Koreans to have nuclear weapons. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was related to nuclear weapons development from the Department of Energy or from the, you know, armed forces, and then that it would allow Saudi Arabia to create its own atomic bomb. Now, we've, you're very careful about throwing around the T word, but wouldn't that be, you know, treason? If, in fact, that were true, Malcolm? Only rhetorically, because we're not at war. Right. But it would be the greatest betrayal since Benedict Arnold. Just straight up. Straight yeah. up. Now, you know, I think Jack Smith's going to find out where those documents are. Because when you sign them out of the vault, we have them all registered Somebody like Cash Patel went into that vault, signed them out, gave them the president, never went back. Wow. Other All people right. go to jail for this, not just Donald Trump. Yeah. To be continued. Mm-hmm. Hooray. Black Man Spy, get it, especially the one I'm on. It's fantastic. Love you, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> See you next you. week. All right. 49, Thanks, min- 49 minutes after the hour. The 21st century is a very dangerous century. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. After the hour, coffee with Carlos coming up. Uh, Judy in Michigan. Hey, Judy, welcome. Hi. Hi. Go ahead. So I just re- 
I just returned from a trip to Germany. I was on a river cruise, and two different local guides who were Germans um, talked to our group about the laws in Germany. If a person is caught giving the salute, flying the flag, it's punishable up to 5,000 euros and perhaps jail time. Yeah, the Nazi flag. They take flag. it very seriously. Yep. Yes, the Nazi flag or anything having to do with Hitler, the Nazi party, and they teach it to all their school children. They go to, some of them go to concentration camps. They do not want to repeat this, and they are yeah. accepting responsibility for what they did. Yeah, Ron, Ron, DeSantis, Ron, De, Ron DeSantis would call that too woke, right? They're too woke in Germany, right? It's criti- I don't know, but yeah. they've got the right idea. Yeah, absolutely. They, they'd call that critical race theory, wouldn't they? I went, uh, when I was in college, Travis, to, um, to Germany, and... I went to Dachau. I mean, and what what she's saying is correct. There is no better. This is exactly why you have to teach history. It. it is horrible, and it is so important that kids learn about it. And the same thing here with slavery. It is so critical that, that kids learn the actual horror of the thing. So we don't go back to it, and they're yeah. trying to whitewash it. Yeah, exactly. 58 minutes after the hour, Coffee with Carlos Els Rocky next. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Because I've still got a lot of fight left in me. But it is appalling. It is outrageous that one judge can overrule our FDA, a drug, like you said, 23 years. We've had the data. It's safe. It's effective. And what a precedent it would set that if some judge anywhere decides that they don't care for a particular drug or they uh, don't think their judgment on a disease or a treatment for a disease, this is unprecedented. It's a slippery slope, and we have to stop it now. Yes. Fantastic thoughts. However, we're all distracted by the little manger scene that is Bonnie kissing Sean. Look at Sean working through that. Working through. I don't know how. We, that's a struggle. That is like. This little baby Jesus is home. Sean is filling in for Chris Lavoie and uh, Bonnie is uh, in love. Look at that. Look at her little underbite. Okay. I can't, I can't think of anything else. Oh, except that our friend's here. Can you reach it? Thank you. That's good coffee. I take it black, like my man. Coffee with Carlos sells Rocky. I'll have a Zimbabwe latte. I'll have a Kenya cappuccino. She never has a second cup of coffee at home. Mountain grown coffee. Carlos sells Rocky. I was going to make espresso. And baked by Juan Valdez. Coffee with Carlos. Good to the last drop. I'm sorry, Bonnie. far away. Far away dog, say hi to Bonnie. Pay attention to me, Bonnie. <laughs> I love your underbite. Your overbite. And all kinds of bites, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i think i'm gonna go into a diabetic coma it's too sweet hi carlos good morning may i suggest bud light bonnie new advertising <laughs> exactly. i don't drink bears that dogs with overbites drink is that the like the dumbest what, what are people doing now they're not just shooting their bud light what are they doing they're like 
rolling it over over it with like monster trucks or I, whatever. Yeah, man, I'm gonna go on. buy something, pay money for it, and destroy it. Yes, I don't I'm gonna show it. you. Yes, as you once said, how did the world get so stupid? How did it? I'm work? mad that corporations have figured out who their market is and how they want to market and want to be successful at being in corporations, which I love, but I'm mad at and I hate what. Oh dear. Okay, we saved the story for you. Oh yeah. Here Arkansas, we go. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders is oh. is asking applicants who's to who uh, to serve on state boards and commissions to write explanations of what they admire most about her leadership. Oh uh, my goodness. The question is, what is an accomplishment of the governors that you admire the most? And that portion of the questionnaire allows a full 500 words in response. This ain't not like no Twitter space. This is a full teat full of word uh, explanation that you get. You're getting the whole squirt like I used to get out in the barn. So you just squirt out your uh, your whole opinion of what I'm doing right. I don't want to hear what you're doing wrong. You get two words. <laughs> Do you think anyone uh. said what I admire most is how many youngins, how many teats you have and how many youngins you've been able to suckle at one time? Yeah, I've been doing a good job at that parenting stuff without federal assistance, except I need some now, so milk drawer's kind of empty. Teat's running a little dry, so. Didn't she say that? What did she say? The big, the fed, the creep of the federal government's going to stop at the Mississippi River on my watch, and then there's a tornado, and she's like, help me. Help. Cow done right out of milk. I'm starving over here. Give me more. Excuse me. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's good. I, I, I don't, Well, hopefully, some of those people will be able to reach the 500-word limit. Maybe they can gather together with friends and put their 150 all together. <laughs> 150, 150. That's 450. So I need half a friend to do half of a thing, and then we can get to 500. See, I'm not. I'm not doing my leadership right. I don't remember asking either of you when you applied. Just what do you most admire about me? Like, like, tell me what you like you, about my mustache. Are you available? Yeah? Do you think you can withstand me for three hours a day in the morning? Fine. You want to come work? Good. They it. all got, you know, it's just like Trump. It's like Carrie Lake and, and uh, Sanders are like Lucy and, and all of uh, Dracula's vampire women. I will do as my master does. Do you like me? Don't you find me attractive? Aren't I great? I can live forever. Marry me. Oh. Hmm? Speaking of an entirely unrelated story, Kellyanne Conway. Did you see? Yeah. She- she was uh, uh, talking about how the GOP is in danger of losing the youth vote. Yeah. Yeah. Master, they're how, running out of youth. They, we don't know how, they don't, she's not allure them into her web anymore. Yeah. No. They're too strong. They're breaking through my web, Master. Um, that noise, in case you've just tuned in, is uh, Kellyanne Conway skittering uh, away from her now ex-husband, George, across yep. the ceiling. So, so long, George. Sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? I started the show not able to talk because I was laughing no. so hard. So I have to play this for you because yep. you know how all Trump stories of someone came to him in tears stories and said, oh, sir, boy. someone came to me in tears and said, sir, this is everyone was in tears at the courthouse. This is what he told Tucker Carlson. Oh. Everyone was crying. Here it is. <laughs> they were incredible. When I went to the courthouse, which is also a prison in a sense, uh, they signed me in. And I'll tell you, people were crying. People that work there 
professionally work there that have no problems putting in murderers and they see everybody. It's tough, tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. They said, I'm sorry. Uh, they'd say, 2024, sir, 2024. And tears are pouring down their eyes. I've never seen anything like that. Those people are phenomenal. Those are your police. Yep. Yep. Those are the people that work at the courthouse. Yep. They're unbelievable, unbelievable people. people. Uh, many of them were in tears or close to it. Crying, a lot of crying. Uh, many apologists were sorry, sir. We're sorry. You notice how everyone that talks to him is crying sir. and everyone calls him sir all the time. They were weeping. They were weeping. They were oozing fluids out of their ears. Every orifice. It was incredible. They were weak. I touched them with my hand. They rose. Some of the blind. I healed the blind. Many of them couldn't see. And when I passed by, they said, I can see now. I'm voting for you in 2024. It was incredible. These are emotions he's never seen from his children or given to his children. That's why he's relaying this story. This is thing that comes out of the eyes. It's like water. It's like it's like something. And the the faces aren't smiling. They're like a frown. And then they okay. took their arms, and they, I took my arms, and there was a thing where, the, where our arms went around each other. Somebody said it was a hug. Somebody said it was a hug. I and I is. think we were hugging. Suddenly arms, and they were around me. I don't know what that because is. Because when I grab the pee, I don't use the arms to go around. I just go right in, okay, because I'm a celebrity and I can get away with it. <laughs> and I love Jesus. My favorite passage from the Bible is the one with the 500 words, just like Sarah said the 500 words one is yeah, great the sure. one that says jesus loves sarah huckabee sanders right it's a great yep. many people love it okay many people are saying randy in a royal a royal grande you're on with carlos are you grande? Hola. hi i love you all and carlos thank you for coming on every week we are all, all appreciate you so much i'm you're glad welcome. to see sean back i wish he could stay when uh when chris comes back Aww. nicole wallace can we yesterday can we keep him on white house Nicole Wallace yesterday said that she brought up the jackalist Jim Jordan. I'm sure she loves your show, too. Yes, she does. Um, Trump, Trump claimed at his rally, his speech, the indictment night, yeah. that the people were crying, and it was pointed out that Melania wasn't there. And um, they were showing some footage from inside of his limo driving from the indictment. Yeah. And he was doing the thumbs up, the handy J style. Yeah. And it was... <laughs> That was pretty good. And yeah, he usually saves up. the uh, double handy J for when he, that's his dancing thing. Yes, the double handy Js. Yeah. Yeah, but they were, he was doing it the thumbs up, and they they pointed that out to how unusual. Yeah. And then uh, they showed a, a bank of uh, clip of tapes of him uh, telling how people have cried for him. Yes. Back to back these these uh, rallies and speeches that he appears at. So yeah. He's used that a lot. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, Carlos, the entire courthouse was full of, uh, you know, Holly Hunters. Just I love him so much. Yeah. <laughs> we got four more just like him. And you know, Stephanie, right after the World Cup, I went to Argentina. You could see all the Argentinians in the street. They were crying. And I looked up and I said, don't cry for me, Argentina. Okay, but they did. And they stole that song from me. I wrote that. I quoted it and they stole the song. Okay, here's I'll give you something to cry about, Mister. Here is uh, Senator Senator Rosen is on, on, Jackie Rosen from yeah, uh, Nevada. Jackie Rosen on uh, uh, the abortion ruling. 
And I want to talk more than just abortion care. This is about women controlling their bodies, women being able to go to their provider and make the choices that are right for them at any stage in their life in the privacy of their provider's office without judgment from a judge or a politician. It's between them and their doctor, their nurse practitioner, whoever their provider is. You're, the question you have yeah. asked for every for years, Carlos, always sticks in my head. How are you going to stop rich ladies from getting abortions? Correct. You're not. And so, You're not. You know, this whole, in the ruling on the uh, uh, abortion pill just goes to show you this has never been about states' rights. It's about controlling women. It's about trying to ban abortion in every possible way er, in every state, right? Yeah, I think what we're saying, Stephanie, if you outlaw abortions, only outlaws will have abortions. Yes. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Sen- Senator Rosen, one more. We need to do everything we can. That's one of the reasons I'm running, to protect the Senate majority and expand it, because this matters. And if we don't do this in the United States Senate, if we don't have the votes to codify this, who knows what's next? And women are under attack. Yep. All right. She's not going to flip like that nut job in Carolina, right? Phil in uh, Temecula, you're on with Carlos on the uh, number one threat to America, and that is uh, Bud Light, of course. Hi, Phil. Good morning. Um, Carlos, you're making me laugh. So thank you. Stuck in you're welcome. But a little little bit of history. Uh, in the early 70s, during that big Coors boycott, because Coors was higher minorities and gays, um, up in the San Francisco uh, gay district, uh, Budweiser and the Teamsters, they went to the bars there and asked them to get rid of their Coors products, replace it with Budweiser products, and Budweiser promised to give them jobs, uh, gay uh, gay truck drivers and uh, give them jobs in the distributors and the breweries helped Budweiser become the king of beer. So Budweiser was woke way back in the day. And Coors has always been trying to, to come back. They, they don't a lot, donate a lot of money Good. to the gay pride parades and stuff, especially in Colorado and stuff. But yeah, they have this stigma that they have forever because they were not a good company. And they got people like Joe Coors running it, the Freedom Foundation. Uh, one of the big ones on that one. So, anyway, that's a little history. There's a wonderful book called Brewing a Boycott. Uh, yeah. Author is Allison Bradley. Great, great book. So, I recommend Brewing it. Brewing a Boycott. Oh, I like that. Thank you, honey. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, really, you said you said the stupidity of it. It's like you buy the product, you give the company the money, and then you destroy it. How is or how are you punishing the company exactly? And, and really, what, again, what you're protesting, and I sort of joked about it up front, is this is a corporation that knows how to market to what is popular out there. And so if this certain character person has a following, Budweiser, as a corporation, sees that there's a potential market to market their beer towards that. That's all they're doing. And so why would that's capitalism. That's the free market. That's what Americans are supposed to love. Yeah. So, and frankly, Anheuser-Busch always asked, seemed, sounded like it was someone asking about my private parts, and I appreciated their concern. Anheuser-Busch? Like, and I'm like, mine's fine. How, how is yours? What? Mine and uh, my Bush is fine light. Yes, Travis. Also, just to point out that the Kid Rock video that everyone was making fun yeah. of, if you go back and watch that, there is a second person firing a shotgun off to the side of him. He's got the AR rifle they shoot yeah. the beer cans with. You can yeah. see three blasts wow. from the shotgun because those scatter pellets. What could possibly go wrong? And that's what yeah. made the beer cans explode. And I'm like, did he have to, like, did he try to do that stunt once with just his gun yeah. and failed and had to go buy more cases of beer? So he could refilm it with his. Are you saying dish? he could be doing this stunt all summer long? Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I just wrote that it's joke right lame. now. It's like a Sean, right now, guy I wrote tried. That song. 
building a homemade ramp jumping off a curb. I'm going to ride my stingray off this ramp. Okay, Evil Knievel, go get it. <laughs> you know why? I drink Bud Budweiser and Bud Light because I'm not a kid. Good night, folks. Good night, everybody. All right, 19 minutes after the hour. Yeah. When they go low, she goes down to the basement. Literally. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Stephanie Miller's show, trying to concentrate on the uh, brilliance of Carlos Sells Rocky, but Bonnie is killing me with her cuteness in uh, Sean's lap. Oh. You know, I walked through the kitchen of the restaurant. They were chopping onions, and they were all crying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Many of them are crying. Many. Uh-huh. Okay. I just... I Weeping. Mm-hmm. Sobbing. Yeah. Uncontrollably. Yeah. I just, I can't, I don't know how, like, I, I imagine his next indictment, the crying story is going to be even worse, right? Oh, Georgia. yeah. And now, it was I've like, did just... you see the, 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 the movie The Blob? It was the tears were pouring out of the courthouse, like the, like the theater in The Blob. The Blob was the, pouring the out. Great flood. So much, yeah, it was like a Titanic. There was so much, uh, everybody was crying. So much flooding, people were grabbing sandbags and they were stacking them. And now I've got to delay the rape case. They're making me delay the rape case. I don't have the time to squeeze that one in. <laughs> yeah, so many cases. Don't you love this? That, that's his excuse. It's like, oh, people are too, you know, whipped up over my last crime. We got to wait. They said his lawyer asked for a cooling off period between crimes. <laughs> between crimes, well, you can't try him for the next crime because people are still too, you know, whipped up about his last crime. So, you know. Yeah. If he would just take a little pause between crimes a little longer, we might be able to get this all done. Right? Eh, it's okay. The yeah. DNA can wait. It yeah. won't change. <laughs> Sue in Rockville, you're on with Carlos. Hello, Sue. Hey, good morning. Hi, Carlos. I have a guest to quote for you. Oh, okay. Hi, Sue. Okay. Yeah. Which radical judges said the um, praised the FDA and said the FDA has the benefit of the long view and we should not dispute their medical expertise. Sotomayor. You're close. It was the late Anthony Scalia joined by John Roberts and, you know, that wow. flaming radical Samuel Alito. Wow. Dang it. Those That's libs. How far out of the main, That's how far out of the mainstream this this Casmarac yeah. is. This yeah. is the, they know that this is a crock and it's going to be overturned. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, but, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Sue. Oh, I just have to tell you, when we were on the cruise with the girls last week, people kept coming up to us with tears in their eyes. Did they? they all, said, all of them. They did. They said, you are clearly the best grandparents in the history of grandparenting. Uh-huh. You voluntarily bought, brought two 16-year-olds on a one-week trip by yourselves, yep. crying, crying. They bought us drinks. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. sticking with that story. All right. So they call you. Sarah? Well, I also bought uh, two 16-year-old women on a trip too. So okay. Kevin in DC, you're on with Carlos. Hello, Kev. Good morning. You know, the earlier discussion you have with Bob Stepka, um, I've had that 
sometimes telling people, I'm, I'm literally looking at the text where I say we are one bad law, um, one bad gerrymandering, one bad election from being a racist, sexist theocracy. And yep. therefore, we can't afford to do stupid things like challenging Biden or complaining whenever a Democrat doesn't do something perfect. They really don't understand that we are nowhere near far away enough from the cliff to start that crap again. Yep. And I don't know what maybe maybe things have been so bad. So maybe people can't handle it. So they use the distractions to get along with. I, cause I can't comprehend not understanding at this point. Just how much, just how many the inferno. Yep, absolutely, honey. Heartbreak. Right back with more Carlos. We've asked Chief Justice Roberts to do what we know he can do. Because he did it in the Dobbs leak case, and that is call an investigation. And let's get the facts out on the table as to what has taken place over these years. And I think what all of this will lead towards is that we're going to have to put an end to this business of having these nine justices be the only people in the entire United States government who are subject to no review of their compliance with the ethics code. Yeah, now that we've gotten to no one is above the law, including former presidents, let's get to know uh, a Supreme Court justice is above the law. Right. Uh, Senator Whitehouse, one more. When the Alito leak took place of Alito. the Dobbs Alito opinion, did he didn't hesitate to call in an investigation uh, when I think at the time he probably thought that it was some staffer. And they really let loose the dogs. They... Uh, seized telephones, they went through emails, they took sworn statements, they had affidavits, they brought in investigators, they did all of that, and they never mentioned their fellow justices. And then when everybody noticed, wait wait a minute, didn't you leave some people out here who also had access to that uh, opinion? They went back and said, oh yeah, well, we had this iterative process uh, with the justices, but no statements, nothing that resembles real investigative uh, behavior. Yeah, isn't that weird, Carlos? They never got to the yeah. bottom of that. Uh, you know that road leak. <coughs> Alito did it. They didn't uh, send. Yeah. Col- they didn't send Colombo in, I guess, to just ask one more question. Because uh, yeah, they interviewed me, everyone. Man, I had a problem. It seems to be that uh, Justice Alito had a thing name. I could be wrong, but I think he leaked it, ma'am. Just if they had sent Colombo with one more question, right? Just one yeah. more thing, we would have found out. Just one more thing. But- Right. Wasn't it Justice Alito that said it? That's all I got to say. Yes. Okay. Let's go to uh, Michael in Da Bronx. Hi, Mike. A sexy liberal mama. Yes. Hello, Moose. Hello, Carlos. Yes. Da Bronx. Hello. I w- hey, hey. Well, I will say bravo to Alvin Bragg for taking action against Jim Jordan. A civil lawsuit? I wish they would have taken further and order an arrest warrant on him and bring up criminal charges. I distinctly remember all of them, all these Republicans, especially him, were warned not to interfere in this criminal investigation, that their actions were indeed criminal. So now Jim Jordan wants to bring his butt into New York City and conduct hearings at the Javits Center. You know, that's why I was saying 
Jim Jordan should have been the one arrested, and maybe that would send a clearer message to these Republicans. Yeah. And if they dare give the example, if they dare give the excuse of, oh, I didn't know that was against the law, I didn't know that was criminal, well, then perhaps that dumb masses shouldn't be in Congress in the first damn place. Yeah. Well, and also, uh, in, someone that just, like, d- defied a subpoena. Yeah. In terms of issuing his own subpoenas, he could just, you know. I wish you could just shut your big yapper! <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jim Jordan is that, that lead monkey that stands next to the Wicked Witch of the West when she's giving him instructions. He's like, yeah, yeah, Trump, whatever you want me to do. Now go fly, Jim Jordan! da 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 Lindsay's like, I'd like to wrestle him for the lead position of monkey. I'll be your little monkey, Donald. Okay. Um, all right, speaking of, uh, Carlos just tickles me. Oh, did I tell you? You know Paula Poundstone's ping pong party we just all went to? Wait a minute, that's a lot what? of alliterations. You mean Paula right? Poundstone's ping pong party with pie? And her pad. And her yes. pad? What? And there was Were there p- puppies there? And there was pizza. Um, no, but I Puppies was going to tell pizza? you, our, one of our writers from the late, the ill-fated Stephanie Miller Late Night Show was there, Tom Frickman. Mr. Tom Frickman? Isn't he the no. greatest? Yes. Remember, Carl? Or well, is, that's normal. Or as Paula, Paula Poundstone calls him, that Nordic hole, because I think he beat her at ping pong. But that's another story. But anyway, I just read magically because Carlos was on my late night show. And so, I love Tom Frickman. Oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah. boy's life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where was I? Oh, I know. Talking about... Travis, I know we've talked to legal lads and ladies about this, but I thought this was interesting on the um, on Alvin Bragg's case against Trump. Um, some former prosecutors wondered why he didn't include any information about the secondary crime in such a high stakes case. Right. Yeah. We heard a lot of that. Um, one 30 year veteran of the D.A.'s office said Bragg's approach is uh, less an omission than a deliberate strategy. Um, she said, when you have an indictment, anything you put in the indictment, you must prove it. And she actually ran against Bragg, so she's not, you know. She knows the thing or Yeah. Um, she added the so-called speaking indictments in cases like Trump's are very rare. They're generally more common in conspiracy and racketeering cases that require a long narrative of alleged criminal acts. Um, reporters asked Bragg about the underlying crimes at the news conference, remember, when he was arraigned. Yep. And uh, he said he chose not to include those details because it wasn't required by law to do so. He said, we're not going to go into our deliberative process on what was brought. The charges were brought uh, were the ones that were brought. The evidence and the law is the basis for those decisions. Though Bragg didn't include the specifics of Trump's alleged underlying crimes in the charging documents, he laid them out in his post-arraignment news conference. So uh, he was saying the hush money payment obviously yes. violated New York State law, which makes it a crime to conspire to promote a candidacy by unlawful means. Second, the alleged scheme violated federal election laws because the hush money payment exceeded the federal campaign contribution cap. Third, he alleged Trump also broke New York laws when he and uh, Michael Cohen worked with um, National Enquirer on the catch and kill scheme and AMI falsely characterized payments made as part of the scheme in its accounting books. The fourth underlying crime alleged by crime uh, by Bragg related to false statements that were planned to be made to tax authorities. So that's the tax fraud part of it. Um, anyway, the prosecutor said these underlying misdemeanors are elements of the crime of falsifying business records in the first degree, which is what Trump was ultimately charged with. But the law does not require that you name them, though Bragg doesn't have to name them now. He will down the road. Now, you can't ride this train forever, right? There's a point where you have to pick a theory and inform the defense. The prosecutors allege that business records were falsified to conceal 
a specific underlying tax or election crime, which Bragg said Tuesday his office will do. She said, I don't think there's enough there to get the indictment through uh, motions to dismiss. The case will go forward. So they're saying that it's actually really smart, the legal strategy, yep. what he did, the way he's doing it, and it was deliberate. Yeah, setting yeah. the hook, letting the line out slowly. Right, yeah. So anyway, I'm, I, I mean, I know it's not till December. <laughs> we, for, we have to wait for Erasmus till December, right? a long ways away, yeah. if it's then. Yeah, but there'll be more before then, don't you think? It's kind of like the oh, Jewish holidays. Plenty I mean, more. Yeah, they're going to go on and on. Lots more criminal evidence, lots more DNA, lots more stuff coming out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Paul in Seattle, you're on with Carlos. Hello, Paul. Uh, just one more thing, sir. Could, could I get your autograph from my wife? She'd love that uh, handwriting <laughs> yeah. sample. You know, it's interesting. This is the same handwriting that's on the suicide note. That's very, that's very interesting. Um. <laughs> The one thing that Donald Trump did not say, did not report to Tucker Carlson, is that anybody said, sir, we know you're not guilty. <laughs> because it's all a projection. Who's crying is Donald Trump. Who's sorry is Donald Trump. And yeah. anybody could say, cry or say they're sorry about what he did to our country, but he did not report that anybody said, we know you're not guilty, sir. That's because he knows he is guilty. <laughs> yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And you saw the guy that didn't hold the door for me when I walked through. Yes. He didn't hold the door because he was going to cover his tears. He was That's crying right. so hard he forgot to hold the door. Or maybe it's the door slipped his, through his fingers because he was Through his tears. He had so many tears. You're his... right, Stephanie. It slipped through his tear-filled, tear-filled fingers. Right. Just like my presidential run. Okay. Have I mentioned yet this morning that Republicans are awful? Have I Made that no, it's kind of obvious. The headline is Kentucky Representative Massey taunts Governor Bashir on the day after he lost a close friend in the Louisville shooting. Um, they just they always tell us it's not a time for politics, right? After a shooting, he the governor. I don't know if you saw him his press conference, Travis or um, Carlos, but he did lose a close personal yeah. friend in the shooting. Yep. So, uh, yeah, he so he tweeted uh, Kentucky Governor Bashir. Nailed for plaintiff's attorney's fee over his unconstitutional ban of church services due to COVID. Too bad it comes out of the taxpayers' pockets and not his. Um, this is, you know, some really just that's unrelated to, um, you know, it was him shutting churches down during COVID like most responsible yep. people did. But anyway, just the fact that they tell us the day of a shooting is not time to talk about this. They're fine ta- playing, you know, this crazy, like, you know, COVID denier, anti-vaxxer craziness. On the yep. day after he literally choked up at a press conference and said his his friend was killed, right? Yeah, just go ahead and toss in all that nonsense anti-vaccine thing. Don't that Bible book say that two or more gathering in his name, and there you go, you got a service. You ain't not, don't need to go to no building to worship that darn thing up there. That's what I heard. All right, Katie Porter on guns, uh, some great stuff yesterday. Well, I think, frankly, Republicans are not held accountable by Americans for supporting gun policies that end up causing deaths. So at the end of the day, the hardest part about democracy is that it's actually about us as voters, not just us as elected officials. So I think the solution is if your elected official, wherever you live in this country, isn't supporting gun policies that will reduce preventable gun violence, vote them out. That doesn't sound like Katie Porter. Who was that? That was Katie Porter. Okay. Oh, was it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was hearing things. All right, one more. 
and I think gerrymandering and some of the lack of competitive districts, more districts that are deeply Republican, um, means that there are fewer and fewer of those competitive races where the will of the people really shapes who goes to Congress. I come from one of those competitive districts, and so I think I, I think a lot about what do my constituents want me to get done. Not every member of Congress does. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that is the thing that helps, you know, makes you feel like nothing's ever going to change. But these gerrymandered districts, mm-hmm. you're like, it doesn't matter. The Republicans going to win every time and they're never going to vote, you know, for any kind of gun safety. And it, it, it makes you feel hopeless. But, you know, then you see what's happening in Tennessee and you're like, I feel like people really are starting to wake up, Carlos. Yeah, where we're actual Republicans are saying, yeah, we need gun reform. And wasn't it Ronald Reagan after the shooting uh, in Hinckley that proposed banning assault weapons as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, and we did. And then the, the shootings went way down, which is weird. It's weird. I don't know why if there's it a worked. connection, but yeah. One more, Katie Porter. Definitely, I think one of the things that we need to communicate more clearly is that policies will work. Um, and so I think there's been a long, a long history of saying, well, this might not work, this might not work, that might not work. That's the role of the research and of the federal government and the CDC treating gun violence as a, a public health problem, which it is. It's the leading cause of death of, of children. And so I think we need to lean more into these are not symbolic legislation. This is not just waving a flag at something. This will actually save lives. I, for instance, I feel like this is a sign that, you know, people at least are hearing the political pressure in Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee Governor, uh, GOP Governor Bill Lee signed an executive order that strengthens background checks for firearm purchases. I mean, yep. Carlos, if it weren't for public outcry, these uh, legislators would never have been reinstated, you know, and they were all they were doing is peacefully protesting right? This gun yep. violence. Um, he says he will also call lawmakers to pass an order of protection law designed to keep guns away from people who present a danger to themselves or others. I mean, I say all of the above, anything and everything we can do to stop this carnage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because in the current state, we're actually losing our freedom. We're losing our freedom to live in a society where we don't have to be worried about going to the bank and, and gunfire erupting, which was not related to a robbery, right? It was just some disgruntled person or employee yeah i mean this is and by the way as usual right young white guy one young white straight guy Mm -hmm. they tried for a second because he you know is a a young guy carlos and used pronouns they immediately were like oh good is this a trans person we can politicize and he's not he's a young white straight guy like 99.9 percent of all the shooters he uh live streamed the shooting you know because that's the society we live in now like you know and did you read the it's dark when he told the person to run. Yeah, yeah. He told one that he t- when he walked into the bank, he told the victim, "Run if you want to live." The person turned to run. He tried to fire on them in the back, but the gun jammed. He didn't have it loaded properly. He had the yeah. safety on still. Yeah, but that's we really have to that argue was... the, the at, at its at its uh, initiation point where people say law-abiding citizens. There's no such thing as a permanent condition called law-abiding. And I always use the example yeah. of Dan White, the elected official in San Francisco. Until they're not. Yeah, he was a law-abiding. You're law-abiding until you pull the trigger. You can have unlaw-abiding thoughts in your head, and it can be brewing. But it, law abiding is not a permanent condition. You get in arguments, you get in domestic heated disputes, and then things happen. Yeah. There's no such thing as a permanently law abiding citizen. This um, press conference, we played this really powerful audio of the doctor, and you know there was some, I guess, mayor. And but who was it they asked? Someone asked, like, "What do you have any advice for people in these situations?" And they, he was just like, "Run, hide, fight." 
if you have to, if you have no yep. other choice, fight. I mean, it's just really these are the, the combat situations we need to be prepared for every day. I guess. Yeah, when 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 officers, right? When heavily armed officers, I'll go back to the example in Vegas after the Clive and Bundy, Randy, two well-trained police officers had guns on them, but husband and wife didn't text ahead and say we were going to shoot you execution style at the coffee stand. Right. So it doesn't matter. These bank guards, there was cameras, they had guns. At the schools, they had guns with this, but yeah. this other person had a bigger gun. The, the, the North Hollywood bank robbery. Oh, man, we're out gun and the guy has body armor. Who needs body armor? We got to go to the gun store and buy more guns because our citizens are out arming our police forces. It's nuts. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. 49 minutes after the hour. It's like a Mensa meeting with fart jokes. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Um, you know, Bonnie's been nestled in Sean's lap all morning. Oh. I feel like this totally would be me. California man dead after chasing dog into flesh-eating bacteria-laced pond. I would chase my dogs into Yeah. I, that's a, why I gave you that. It's more yeah, cautionary. Yeah. He looked cut on his arm, Carlos, and then he got a necrosizing, necrosizing fasciitis, something. Okay. Flesh-eating bacteria. Well, but did he know that it was... There was flesh no. and bacteria in the pond beforehand. No. Like that would be super courageous. No. Yeah. Right. Yes. No. He did not but, know that. He no, put he, it. Uh, wow. He didn't get it. Treated. He put a little neosporin on it. Ay yeah yeah. But I would save my dog. That would be automatic. I would. Me save. too. I totally would. Yeah. But then there's arm. I wonder. Would it happen and pussy, slowly? He didn't do anything. Would it happen slowly? Like, would you guys like you and Chris just not mention that like I was slowly being eaten away? You just you know. Okay. Stephanie, you got a, you got a, you got a thing. You got a, you got a, you got a thing. <laughs> just right, like I don't know whether it just I, happens a little bit at a time. I've watched like, The Last of Us. I, no, I yes, know the right. Signs. Is it like a zombie mushroom thing? Who yeah. knows? Okay, I know, I know the sign. Oh, I'll watch it for you. That's sad. Okay. Do you want to hear from that uh, goober from Kentucky, James? Uh, what's his name? Comer. Comer. He's trying to find something, anything to get Biden with. I don't. Uh, Congressman, uh, exit question for you. Have you found uh, that they have you found evidence that anybody broke any laws? Well, if if the president was involved in this, obviously he would have broken many laws because we don't believe that China would have paid the Biden family millions and millions of dollars for nothing. Right, because they uh, didn't. Do you, uh, Carlos, do you hear a little Barney Fife in James Comer? Because he he seems a little bit. Well, Andy, we caught him taking a piece of pie at Aunt B's window. Yeah. Now, she could have offered it to him, but they were taking a piece of pie out of the window. <laughs> See, now I wish I could play. I had time for more sound bites so he could do Barney Five. Yeah. He does sound like If Barney we Pye. let Biden gods be Biden gods, the whole town's going to fall apart. <laughs> I just, you are a pure delight, Carlos. That was Rocky. Please follow him. And worship At Twitter, him. on Instagram. Okay. All right. See you tomorrow on the Stephanie Miller Show.